Faith, what day is it? It is TV Tuesday. It is TV Tuesday, and what are we going to be talking about today? We are talking about the new show on the History Channel, The Unexplained. The one with William Shatner? The one and only. I love William Shatner. Oh, me too. You know, I was thinking about this on the way over to do the show. I think this is our third program with William Shatner. Because we did the Twilight Zone Nightmare at 20,000 feet, and we did a Star Trek episode, and now we're doing The Unexplained. So, And we talked about him in our Halloween episode. We talked about, yeah, he's been. We a, seem to like William Shatner. He's been a, a running lot. theme in the show. So, speaking of the show, this is our first show back. It feels like we haven't done this show in a while. And as we said, if you followed the shows last week, we did a best of basic instinct commentary. We got that down to an hour and then we did an afterglow show featuring Bobby D'Amato because uh, Tropical Storm Barry came through our area and thankfully turned out to be a whole lot of nothing. Mm. But doesn't it feel like it's it's been it months like since we've done the show, since we got together to do the show? It's weird. Einstein was right. Time is Time is relative, isn't it? Yep. Something like that. So The Unexplained is the newest show on the History Channel. It just premiered this past Friday for us. We're recording this on a Sunday, so this is brand spanking new. It comes on uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and whatever time zone you're in, I trust you can figure out what time it comes <laughs> on. It's um, And let me tell you how excited we got about this. I found out about it last week. I let Faith know about it. We had every intention of doing another program for this show, but we said, you know what? Let's go ahead and do. Let's go ahead and do the unexplained. We're going to be watching it anyway. So, yeah. what uh, what did you think of the unexplained? I loved it. It's something that's right up my alley. It's what you actually texted me. It's like, oh, it looks like something that you know you might you might be interested in, and I was very interested. So let's give them a little rundown of what it is. It's pretty much like every other History Channel show that that deals with. Um, Events like this, the paranormal events, yeah, the mysteries, and- mis- mysterious stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very similar in the way that it is formatted to something like Ancient Aliens, where they present something, they have a guest that's on there, an expert who will comment on what is going on. So in this case, they had uh, historians, they had some paranormal experts, they had an aerospace engineer on mm-hmm. this episode that were commenting on the things. And each episode is taking a theme. So the theme of this episode was evil places. Ooh. Ooh. You know, it feels like we're kind of getting into mysterious AF territory here with this one. <laughs> so... Uh, all our love to Charles and Celeste on Mysterious AF. They're our buddies. Um, and if you guys haven't seen the show, definitely check it out, mm-hmm. Charles and Celeste. I think y'all will y'all will love it. So this episode, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It's very well done. And William Shatner is the host. He shows up at the beginning and makes appearances throughout the episode, and he narrates mm-hmm. the entire episode. And before we get into the episode, let's talk a little bit about Shatner, because Shatner is now 88 years old. I know. How fantastic <laughs> does he look? He, lo- he does not look like he'll be 90 in, like, what, two years? Two years, <laughs> I yeah. Mean, goodness. I mean, you know, this guy, and this has nothing to do with the show, but he rides horses. He still rides horses. He seems to be a guy that really enjoys life. Do you you get that vibe off of him? I think he enjoys what he does. I think he's still curious about the world. I think he has a sense of childlike wonder with some things. I, I, you know, I've heard stories about him in the Star Trek years and you hear things from people who've had interactions with him and some of them have not been very favorable towards him. 
but he seems like he's a very nice man. And I really think there's a uh, humility to him too. And I don't know if that's something he got as he got older, but he just seems like he just really enjoys life. And to do something like this, I think exploring the the mysterious aspects of life, because let's face it, He's 88 years old. He's got all the money he's ever going to need. He does not need to show up to do this show, no. but he's he's there and he is a producer on it. So this is something that's that's very interesting to him. Now, also one other thing, you you told me this before we started. Go ahead and tell him what you told me that he's with he's when it comes never, to the paranormal. He's never experienced anything himself. Did I read that in an interview or his Twitter? Might have been an interview. I can't remember, but I find that so fascinating. I don't know why. <laughs> right, right, right. Because you would think Captain Kirk would have had right. at least something, something, something happen something to him. Something weird in his 88 years of life. You're right, right. Something mysterious, you know. Something, something strange. I, I love him. I, I adore the man. I really do. He's a, he's a personal hero of mine, and he has been for, for a lot of years. And it's great seeing him do the show. But let's talk. Let's talk about the show. So the show, uh, the first episode, as we said, evil places, and they take a look at places throughout the world that are haunted or just have some weird, creepy vibes to them. And the question that is posed at the beginning of the episode is, are places born bad? That was the big thing mm-hmm. that I took from this episode. Did, did that strike you? Was that was that kind of the through line yes. for you? So they pose that question, and then they take a look at some places, and they start with the suicide force in Japan, which I was familiar with. Were you familiar with the suicide force? Yeah, I've seen... Many programs on this show. I think Ghost Adventures went there. I've seen a movie about it. So I've always been very intrigued in this forest. Right, right. And there was even a Matthew McConaughey movie, I think, with um, Ken Watanabe. I don't know if it's set in that forest, but it's about a guy who goes into a forest in Japan to commit suicide. I think it's called A Sea of Trees. It was very limited release. I haven't haven't seen it. Maybe we need to check that one out. But Yeah. um, yeah, just really crazy stories about this place going back to about 68, I believe is when these things Mm -hmm. really started and people will just go in there and kill themselves. They have signs posted outside the park that says, if you're having suicidal thoughts, please don't go in here. Please don't go. And it's at the base of, um, is it Mount Fuji? Yeah. Mount Mm -hmm. Fuji. And, um, they said it's just this eerily quiet place. That's what I was going to say. I think the, the fact that it's so quiet, there's not even like a bird chirping. Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. And they talk about the legends in the uh, town that's right around there where the locals are told from a very young age, like, don't go in there. Mm-hmm. Just just stay out. And eerily creepy. People go in and then they leave these, there's these artifacts that they've left behind of themselves, like shoes and cell phones and some of them will tie ribbons in case they decide not to do it so they can make their way back in case they decide not to do it unfortunately most of them decide to do it and so if you're listening out there i want you to think about that for a second because there you could go into this forest find some ribbons you know marking a pathway and at the end of that path you could find a dead body yeah and I'm trying to remember, did they say it's people from all around the world or is it, or is it locals there or is it? I can't remember. Hmm. I, I seem to remember reading that it's people from all around uh, the world will go so. there. So, and one of the points that the show makes is that this place seems to be some kind of focal point for something. And one of the things that I like that the ex- unexplained does is they present you these things, they present them in, in, factual in a factual manner it's not in a sensational manner i didn't did you feel it was sensational no. at all 
No, not at all. I felt it was like, this is what happens here. Yeah, this is what happens. And this could be a reason. And they get into supernatural, metaphysical, esoteric reasons for why it could happen. Now, one of the things that the show does that I really like is then they will offer, well, here's a scientific Mm -hmm. uh, reason why this could be happening. So in the case of the suicide force, they say that there's, there was a volcanic eruption years and years and years ago. And there's some magnetic field that, that Mm -hmm. came into being because of this volcanic eruption and magnetic fields. You know, the human body is electromagnetic. Exactly. You know, there's energy all around this whole, what we see is actually made up of energy that's vibrating. You can, you can, sometimes you can hear it, but you can definitely feel it. We've talked about that with people who are empathic, uh, some are more tuned into it, into it than others, but you're still feeling it. You might just not be as aware of it as others. But so you go in there and you literally will have these moments where it starts affecting your brain. So right. that is one possible case. What side do you fall on when it comes to the suicide force? Because I find this place very interesting. I find it too. I don't know. I think the, I think the, that theory is actually pretty clever. I mean, I could see that being. You know, that's something that ghost hunters do. They look at the EMF field mm-hmm. in places. Yeah. But they don't talk about it being haunted so much as it is. Uh, now, it being I mean, haunted is a theory it, that they, that I they throw out. I could see why. Yes. I mean, there's all these trapped souls, I mean, possibly that just ended their own life in a tragic way. So maybe they are stuck there. Maybe it is haunted. But I don't know. That theory of. I fall on the side of, I, th- I believe, all of it, actually. I, I, I think that there <laughs> is something all electro of <laughs> All of it. I think there's something electromagnetic going on there, and I think there's something supernatural, and I think that some people are more naturally drawn to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, well, we're going to get to that at the end. Remind me. We're going we're gonna to tr- see if we can find an answer to uh, whether places are born bad. So, well, in the case of the suicide force in Japan, do you think that that is a bad place? Oh, yeah. I think it's a bad place, oh, yeah. too. The second story that they covered was a mountain in Russia that some hikers were climbing and something very strange happened. Did it not remind you of the thing? It did. <laughs> this incident happened in the late 50s. The, this group of seven or eight, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and it was a mixed, co- it was a co-ed group with hiking experience. They were uh, going up this mountain and they ran into a blizzard that just popped up out of nowhere so they ended up miles off of their route and then they set up a camp um and they just killed each other like some of them i say they killed each other they all died very mysteriously mm-hmm. very freakishly uh some of their bones were broken I was say, people have broken bones and right and of the eight or nine only three of them died from the elements the others were very you know, you couldn't explain and, them. Yeah. Yes. And the legend is on this mountain that the locals say uh, translates to don't go there. That's what the name of the I, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the mountain, but <laughs> it translates to don't go there. Uh, they say that there is a creature that emits this howl that uh, affects the brain chemistry. And they think that they got up there and heard this creature howling and went a little nuts. And then it turned into John Carpenter's The Thing and... They found these people um, yards away from where they were supposed to be. And it was just, it's very odd. And I had never heard of this. Had you heard Mm-mm. of this, this story? Of this it. was a new one for me. So I was sitting there watching it with my mouth kind of open. And 
uh, again, they try to do it scientifically. They say that uh, the wind in this place, the way that the rocks are formed, can emit this vibration. And it it's a low vibration, and it can hit your ear. And if your brain gets hit with enough sound, uh, particular types of sound, it can cause psychosis. And so they're trying to say that something happened here where, where these sounds were being emitted and they went crazy and, and that, that kind of sounds like a very far stretch for me. <laughs> that one, that one felt like they were reaching. I, yeah. That one felt like they were just trying to come up with a scientific, you know, explanation, just pulling it out of a hat. Right. Because the Mount, uh, the suicide force, I can kind of buy that. Like yeah. knowing what I do about magnetic mm-hmm. fields. This one is like, well, we're going to throw this out and let's see if this sticks. <laughs> right. Like, because the Soviet government didn't know what had happened to them. And so they ruled it, you know, just uh, whatever, you know, kind of thing. But the, and the funny thing is the question is still remains is yeah. what happened, really happened to these people. So, yeah, I think the wind thing, that's just a little, right. A little strange. Right. It was a little odd. And then they went to a amusement park in West Virginia that opened in 1920 and they've had just these deaths, these mm-hmm. children have died in this place. And that seemed like one that was right up your alley. Do you want to, do you want to kind of give an overview of the amusement park in West Virginia? Because I know it's not an abandoned psychiatric ward, but it seems like the kind of weird place that, that you, <laughs> that you, uh, that you like hearing about. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> uh, you've said it on the show before. You're a little, you're a little weird, but, uh, <laughs> but weird things have happened in this, in this abandoned amusement yeah. park. I mean, that's such a strange place for something like that to happen. <laughs> right. They had a girl that died on a carousel. Mm-hmm. A kid died in the swimming pool. Very strange. Got sucked into the drain. Couldn't get yeah. out. Uh, some other things. And then people have reported seeing figures and mm-hmm. the swings have moved. So it was pretty, it was for me kind of a standard, you know, something you see on Ghost Hunters right. or, or Ghost Adventures. I was about to say that. I've actually, I've actually seen multiple amusement parks on ghost shows before Mm -hmm. so it's not shocking but it's still such a weird it's not the first place you think of that right you know that would be mysterious or something yeah and then in the 80s it got bought by someone who used to work there and he wanted to reopen it and they started doing some digging you know getting the place nice and neat and they found that it was on an ancient indian burial Mm -hmm. ground you know these you hear this all the time so they actually did not offer any kind of scientific explanation. The explanation that they were offering was this is on some kind of sacred <laughs> yeah. ground. And uh, a woman had died there giving birth and it just gave me chills. Yeah. I was, it was very unsettling. Uh, then there was the story of a house that is built in the shape of an upside down cross. And I cannot for the life of me remember. It was a rural area somewhere. Yeah, Seems like remember. close to West Virginia. And the woman reported just these awful hauntings going on in this place. And they brought in some ghost hunters and they did verify that indeed there were some, some weird yeah. temperature fluxes. And if you've watched any of those shows before, you, the usually they're going with the uh, EMF meters mm-hmm. and the temperature gauges and these temperatures were dropping drastically in the places that she was saying she was feeling and hearing and seeing things. And it was a lot of bad stuff had gone in that house. And they brought up the idea that possibly it was a place to trap evil spirits or they were trying to connect with the evil spirits and bring them into this world. And it reminded me of the Ghostbusters movie with the building that Dana Barrett lived in. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this guy's doing the Evor Shandor <laughs> thing on a smaller level there in West Virginia or whatever it is. But um, 
very strange. The the house is built in the shape of an upside down cross, which is usually associated with darkness. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, the opposite of good as it yeah. is. So. Uh, very interesting. And you could tell, uh, I hadn't, had you seen the paranormal investigator that they had on there? It was a gentleman and we just, and I want to apologize here because we decided to do the show kind of spur of the moment. And I didn't actually take notes during the show, but there was a paranormal investigator. I really liked him. I've never seen him. And he seemed to be into both the scientific and the, uh, the psychic method of it. And he said that the police just felt very bad and he wanted to do, uh, a thorough investigation and he seemed a little frightened of it. Mm-hmm. What's weird is I felt like I have seen that the lady who owned the house before, mm-hmm. but I don't remember the house. Okay. But she, she, she seemed very familiar to me. I don't know if I've maybe seen the story and just, yeah. you know, I yeah. Don't know. Or she looks like, you know, cause they all, you ever <laughs> notice a lot of these people look alike. It's very strange. Yeah. Maybe so. But, um, <laughs> But uh, that one was very neat because the investigator offered to buy the house from her at the yes. end and take it all. She wanted to sell it, and he took it right off of her hands. And then it leads to the final one, the uh, the forest in Peru that was apparently cursed many, many, many years ago by a shaman, I believe. And there used to be a city, a flourishing city here. Something happened. He cursed the city and brought about pestilence, and now no one goes in there. A team of researchers. I forget. What were they researching? They were uh, biologists, I believe. They I were. Think so. He Very, said they were biologists and um, not people who believe in curses. No, there were a whole bunch of just, you know, right. I can't remember what they called them. And they went in there and got this weird flesh eating bacteria strain. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, they explain it away with, well, you know, there's all these bugs and we, you know, we don't even know what all is out there, but um, yeah, but for the, almost the whole entire bulk of the crew to have a, a everyone bite got that, a bite that yeah. didn't heal. Yeah. And they had to work out. Some of them almost died. I mean, that's just a little strange for every single person. To- it was it was very very strange. Um, so that that was what the show did. And Shatner, of course, is narrating and commenting a little on it, uh, not offering any insights. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just the host of the show and lends his presence and what a presence it is. And <laughs> at the end of the show, he did uh, have a thing about places being born evil. And did you notice the little Captain Kirk came out and like yes. he had that little <laughs> glint in his eye like, yeah, or are they simply unexplained? You know, <laughs> yes. the Shatner, he turned the Shatner charm one. So let's uh, let's get to it real quick here before we before we close it up. Do you think places are born evil? Do you think they are made evil? And the sub question here is, do you think places uh, can take on the energy of the people that are there? Yes, to all of it. (laughs) I'm yes to all of it, too. I definitely believe that there are places that are just bad. They're bad seeds. Um, Have have you ever been to a claimed um, evil place? I've never been to a claimed evil place, so I can't speak to that. Now, I have been to like the Myrtles in St. Francisville and to haunted plantations. So nothing that they say is evil. And there have definitely been places in there in those homes where I have felt not right and gotten sick to the stomach and everything that they talk about with like the magnetic flu, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, you know, with the EMF stuff has happened in there. Um, I've seen some curtains move at the Myrtles in I St. Francisville. I've yeah. seen a lamp turn on and off um, with the actual people who were staying in the room. And they took us up there to the room to show mm-hmm. us that nobody was up there. But you could see it from the window turning on and off. That's pretty cool. 
I think, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, trauma with people. I think places, you know, living, if there's energy all around us and energy is always vibrating in there. Uh, I think that places can hold that trauma. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was the line, uh, George Norrie, the great host of uh, Coast to Coast AM, was interviewed on the show. He was one of the quote unquote experts that they had on the show. And he was talking about white sage in relation to haunted places. And he goes, yeah, it might help a little. He goes, but a place is going to go on being, you know, being bad if it's bad. And I do think that uh, some places are just bad. And I do not know if you can purge them. And that was really interesting at the end of the show when they talked about purging it with fire. And uh, some things take to it and some things don't. So I would love to hear from anybody out there who wants to get in touch with us about whether or not you believe places are born bad. And if something does hold negative energy, if it can be exercised in any way. And if you have any personal stories, please share them with us. We love hearing hearing that kind of stuff. So I don't know what the next subject they're going to be talking about on the unexplained is, but I'm really looking forward Me to too. it. Um, I, I really recommend this show to, to anybody out there. Like I say, if you like ancient aliens, if you like the, uh, the paranormal shows, you're more up on the paranormal shows than I am. So like the ghost hunters, ghost adventures, I think about all the, like the little, um, the little specials they always have on travel channel, like haunted places, most terrifying places, right. stuff like that. It kind of reminds you of stuff like that. I felt like this, uh, the production value on this was just a notch above everything else like this. I yeah. feel like they knew Shatner was coming in and they kind of upped their game a little bit because, I mean, you've got... Well, most places, like you said earlier, kind of just take you in and talk about the spooky stuff and make it spooky, mm-hmm. but then stop there. They don't really right. dig into it or give you right. a possible scientific reason. And they're looking and like for that. answers, yeah. too. That's the thing. The great thing about this show. Yeah, some I, li- of those, I like answers to things myself. So yeah. <laughs> I like it nice and orderly. Yes, yes. I don't live my life nice and orderly, but I like, I like you know, to know. I like my answers to be nice and orderly. And this show exactly. really does seem to be trying to get to the truth of the matter. It does not exactly. seem to be exploitive of these people that they're interviewing. It seems to really... You know, and he's talked about in interviews. He wants to know if if they can find out and then let us know what's really going on. Do I think they're going to have a definitive answer for us? No. no. <laughs> but I think it's great that it's going to help you start making up your mind about some of these things. And so, as I said, it comes on Friday nights on the History Channel, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central. And you can figure out what time zone you're in. And it is also available on the uh, history.com, which is their website. And if you have a Roku stick like we do, you can uh, download their app, and it's on there too. And let me tell you something. The History app on the Roku stick is amazing because they have all 10 seasons of Ancient Aliens on there and all of their programming. And I just just got hip to this, and and you might not see me for a month. (laughs) So... Uh, the unexplained with William Shatner is definitely, it's definitely a recommendation on this end. Mm-hmm. Mine too. So, well, it's great being back doing the show. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. We want to thank everyone for bearing with us with, uh, the repurposing of, uh, the basic instinct commentary and the music that we did. And we are definitely back up and running with original episodes and glad to be back. I'm glad to. So, all right. Well, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to... Keep your monster on a leash. We will see you on the other side. I am Dan. And I am Faith. 
And we want to let you know that we are on the World Wide Web. That's the interwebs, isn't it, Faith? That's what I like to call it, the interweb. www.latenightfright.com. And we are also on the gram. We are. You can check us out at the Late Night Fright Podcast. Or you can also follow my personal page, I'm a Normal Alien. You're not exactly normal, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Check out the website. You can subscribe to our mailing list. And if you like the show, please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. You know us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found. You got that right. We'll see you on the other side.